This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercar. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to The Undercard. It's officially episode 249, and it is a very special week. It's a week that we've been waiting for since the fight's been announced, or even before the fight was announced. Uh, Money Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Floyd versus Conor. It's officially here. It's Saturday. It's going to happen, and it's going to change the boxing and MMA world forever. I'm just going to point out a couple examples that I'd like to throw out there as, you know, as a boxing purist, if you're listening to us, or an MMA purist, which I don't know if you can be an MMA purist because MMA has probably not been around that long. But as a boxing purist, if you think this fight will have no ramifications on boxing. Let me give you a couple examples of what I saw this past week. I saw a friend of mine who's also a pro boxer, Brian Holstein, come up to me at a boxing event and tell me that he's fighting MMA October 7th in Columbus. Brian Holstein, who, the heart of a lion, uh, fun, entertaining fighter, maybe small for you know cruiserweight, heavyweight, where, where he fights at. What is fighting MMA? We have a promoter now alternating boxing MMA, boxing MMA in Ohio and in uh, Michigan. Uh, the Motor City Casino has uh, three MMA shows next year and three boxing shows. So if you're out there thinking that this fight won't have any ramifications on boxing, you're missing a very big picture here. You got some promoters now that are entertaining the idea. There was, um, and I can't remember his name, but we were just down in Columbus, a uh, MMA fighter now who's a, just a professional boxer fighting for uh, Troy Speakman. These ramifications seem small, but have a ripple effect, the butterfly effect. Things that we're going to see well past whatever happens with Mayweather and McGregor. The two will always run side by side now. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, when the undercard started off, we were an MMA boxing show. You think we would be 100% for this combination now. But the momentum's on MMA's side. What does an MMA fighter have that a boxer doesn't have with negotiating with promoters? MMA fighters typically don't care about records. They get called out, and they typically will fight the person that calls them out in their home state. There's these rivalries between gyms that used to exist way back in the 80s and 70s in boxing. So there's a slight advantage to the MMA side with these two worlds running because if you have a promoter that knows how to throw a good boxing show, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Behind the scenes, they're the same freaking thing. 
It's the reason that we combined it a long time ago. Same commission you're dealing with, same type of contracts. You have weight classes, even though the weight classes are different. So score one for the MMA fighter. As this fight happens, you can be crazy. Call out a fighter in the boxing world and maybe get a fight. What if John Jones, after Saturday, decides to call out somebody? The boxing paydays are much better. These MMA fighters will be continually calling out boxers. And if it makes financial sense, guess what? We're going to have more boxers versus MMA. If this thing is a total success, and Zufa, UFC, new UFC, new owners, if they see profit, don't tell me that a company that sees profit won't search for more of these type of fights. John Jones is the only one I could think of right now. Maybe a George St. Pierre. Maybe, you know... The the list, it's endless. But the ripple effect, it starts Saturday. It's finally here. Later on in the show, we're going to give our three official places to watch the fight. We're going to give you a setting if you're really into the fight. We're going to give you a setting if you're really in for a good atmosphere. And we're going to give you a setting if you're in for food and atmosphere. And these are our three selections of where you should go watch the fight. And I'm going to tell you how much it costs to get in and what to do. Or you could stay home and watch it, you know, and just see how the world of hand combat has changed. We've been hand combat radio for six years. Uh, This will change the combat world forever. No matter how much Ring Magazine won't honor it, no matter Canelo, Glovkin happening a few weeks later, This is going to change the landscape. And for you boxing purists out there, God forbid this thing's close. Because then you get a rematch. And not only do you get a rematch, you've opened a can of worms that you don't want. If you're a true boxing fan. You get a lot of what ifs. You get a lot of debate that MMA fighters could be you know, in combat sports across the board. So this all happens Saturday. Are you going to watch it on TV? Are you going to go out and watch it? A friend of the show's paid $100, I believe, to uh, go to a private party on a rooftop and watch it. There's going to be some parties. Um, you're going to get the casual f- idiot fan that knows nothing about the two sports that are going to watch and try to put their two cents in. We like to think that the undercard fan base is an educated fan base. But listen to them. Anything can happen. You know, my official selection, and it's been my official selection for five or six weeks now, is Floyd Mayweather probably wins us 117-111. That would be my scorecard. Uh, Nobody's going to knock out nobody. This is just my prediction. And Floyd Mayweather wins by decision. I believe that Floyd is the smartest fighter I've ever seen. I believe that Floyd's the best defensive fighter I've ever seen. I kind of have an idea what Connor's going to do. Uh, use his size, try to wear him down, try to rough him up like Maidana did. Try to make it a very ugly fight for Floyd. But you know what? We've seen Floyd fight ugly fights before. And 
being officially media, I shouldn't have a rooting interest. But there is something neat about a guy that's in 40 years old maybe beating someone that's 27 years old. I mean, for once, you could honestly kind of say that Floyd does have some stuff stacked up against him. Size, age, uh, not fighting for quite some time when Conor McGregor has uh, at least been training for UFC. So you could make a crazy case that Floyd Mayweather could be an underdog going into Saturday. The gloves were changed. I apologize to Jimmy. Jimmy said the gloves would change. I think me and Scotty Buck uh, last week on the podcast laughed it off. The gloves were changed to eight ounces. But let me tell you something about eight-ounce gloves. Automatically, everyone shifts, and they're like, oh, it's so favored Conor McGregor. It's ridiculous. you got to be even sharper. Floyd is tough to hit. Bigger the glove, the more likely you are to hit him. The smaller the glove, the more precision. And I know Connor likes to say precision and precision or power and all that good stuff. But this fight is officially here. It's going to be a good next couple weeks for boxing fans. And I know boxing fans that want nothing to do with this fight. I know people that have told me they're not going to buy it, not going to watch it. Um... My thought to you on this is that if ever you've had a rooting interest as a boxing purist, it should be for this fight. You should, Floyd Mayweather, a kid who fought for the United States, a kid who was amazing in amateurs, a kid who, when he was pretty boy, was a pretty damn good fighter. Not only just a pretty damn good fighter, had some knockout power. A fighter that, when he became money, introduced us to this personification or this this character maybe that extended past boxing there's a lot of people that know Floyd Mayweather's name that doesn't don't know anything about boxing and now you see Conor McGregor just as we had an eclipse yesterday that the whole world went crazy for I admit I did too you know once once in a lifetime maybe you have another fighter that is kind of casting a shadow. Conor McGregor, like it or not, win or lose, embarrassed or not, is a megastar. He could go on to make a rap album. He could go on to be his own boxing promoter. He could never step foot again in uh, a UFC octagon. The world is his after Saturday, win, lose, or draw. As I said on a previous podcast, the only thing I hope for is that if Conor McGregor loses, he loses with grace. And we've seen it done in UFC where he gives the proper, I would say the proper accolades to the fighter that beat him. I hope we see that Conor McGregor. He's a likable character. Floyd's a likable character. Go in the backstory of both these fighters, and there's a story to root for no matter who you're rooting for. If you hate Floyd Money Mayweather because, oh, he's all about money, uh, show me the bag, oh, here's his thing about money, learn where Floyd came from. Learn a little bit about him. Learn about how tough his life was. You know, as he pointed out, did not come from a good area in Michigan. 
And then Conor McGregor. Things were not going well. Great support system in his wife, uh, his now wife. But things were not going great for him. And now you have everybody from the UFC that was uh, talent scouting him saying they knew when that guy walked into the room that he was a megastar just by the way he walked, the way he talked. These are two big, huge athletes going at it. You could argue that this is even bigger than Mayweather and Pacquiao. We'll see when the numbers come in finally. But you're combining two big worlds. Just like the eclipse, the moon going in front of the sun. You have somebody trying to step into somebody's territory. You know, Scott, Scott Buck, who uh, guest host with us last week, brought up a good point. I don't know if Floyd cares about 50-0. It doesn't talk about it. Talks about how much money he's going to make off the fight. And I've always said this, and Rochelle can back me up here because she's going to be joining the conversation instead of looking through a catalog all night. You're but, talking. I'm not going to interrupt. <laughs> I'm listening. But people are sheep. You want to see people run to something? Go see a fight in the street. See how many people go run up to watch the two people fight in the street. You don't know how many times I've been at a boxing match when a fight happens in the stands and people turn around to look at the fight in the stands and to watch the fight in the boxing ring. People love spectacle. People love hype. This is all this is. It's like a nice warm pie of just hype and a little bit of uh, justification. I don't know. Are we going to see the biggest upset of all time? Because I tell you what, if uh, McGregor wins, it's bigger than the Buster Douglas Mike Tyson upset. It's the greatest upset maybe in sports history, be only behind the 1980 USA hockey team. When they took on uh, Russia. What are we going to see? Do you want it close? If you're a boxing purist, do you want it close? In, in how, how big is this Pandora's box I'm talking about? I mean, I, I often talk about a Roy Jones Jr. fight in Atlanta, Georgia, where they alternated fights. They were both in the ring, which I love MMA in a boxing ring. Oh, like that, That's pretty cool. When they get up against the ropes and they reset them and put them in the middle, that I like that. But are we going to see cards that alternate? Half MMA, half uh, boxing? Regulated by the same commissions. So those are my brief thoughts <laughs> on Saturday on how the world is going to change. And as I sit here with Rochelle, who's been here since day one of the radio undercard days, but uh, when it was uh, the TV uh, stuff, you know, I often said when people would doubt why is it an MMA show and why is it a boxing show, I would say behind the sport, they're the same. They're the same thing. The rules are different, but as soon as they walk through those arena gates, guess what? It's the same, same freaking system. And we've come into a time of combat sports where both sports will never, ever be the same you know so after the first break we're going to talk some odds maybe where to lay your money i am going to make an official bet in las vegas on my podcast and i'll tell you where i'm going to lay my money i see it 117 111 floyd mayweather 
Anything less than that, I would be shocked, but not shocked. Does that make sense? In a world where I'm seeing, it's almost like watching NASCAR. Oh man, I'm I'm shocked that Jeff Gordon ran into the wall and uh, got you know injured in his car. But I'm not shocked because they're also racing at a speed that's unbelievable. I'd be shocked if Conor McGregor knocked out Floyd Mayweather. But I also wouldn't be shocked because I believe that Conor does have the power of belief, and I do believe when people believe in stuff, thing, things can happen. I don't know if it's the same Floyd Mayweather that I saw for many years. I don't know if it's the same Conor McGregor. Um, Only Conor McGregor knows if he thinks he's ready. So we're going to go to our first break. I believe Jimmy's going to be joining us on the show. Like I said, I'm going to tell you the three places in the Metro Detroit area, even though we're a national podcast, where to go watch the fight. Have fun, watch the fight. Let's not forget this Friday, if you're a boxing purist, DiCarlos uh, in Warren, Michigan, DiCarlos Banquet Center, has second-to-none promotion boxing. You can go get your boxing in on the 25th. If you're an MMA fan, uh, it's dual combat sports, MMA at the soundboard. Both of them are at 7 p.m. And you can get your pre-fight hype going and roll it right into Saturday's spectacle. And just sit back and enjoy it. You know, for, I mean, we've, we've had weeks now where Stephen A. Smith is talking about it or Max Kellerman's talking about it on ESPN or in various other shows. This is a sport that doesn't get a lot of love. We normally turn it on and we, they don't talk about anything. And it's a shame because the Glove Ken Canelo fight will not get nearly this attention. They're almost like the sun. Behind the moon, if we have to make this eclipse analogy in which the, the moon is, is, is casting the shadow over what could be the greatest boxing matchup since probably Mayweather-Pacquiao, even though Pacquiao didn't really perform well, wasn't his top game, and it's overshadowing it. I mean, do you realize how big this fight is two weeks from uh, when Mayweather-McGregor fight? What's on the line? You either think Golovkin is a man that can't be stopped or you think Canelo's a superstar that can't be stopped. But it, the shadow has been cast, this eclipse stuff. You can't get around the Mayweather-McGregor thing. And even then, see, if you're a boxing fan, and this is why I'm saying if you're a boxing purist and you're staying away from it, you can't stay away from it because you want Mayweather to win because guess what? If it's close, you lose another week of coverage of Golovkin-Canelo. Uh, Next week, I'm going to be talking about, ooh, how it close or how McGregor made it a fight. If you're a boxing purist, you want this thing nowhere near being close. And then we can move on to the Canelo uh, Golovkin talk. We're going to go to our first break. Like I said, Jimmy might be joining us. We're going to also talk about the three places that I recommend to watch the fight. Um, and this, you know, I think it's perfect the eclipse happened this week because what this is is a spectacle. The things I care about about this fight, I don't know. What Besides the fight, how's McGregor going to come out? Who, who's going to walk Floyd out? Is it going to be uh, you know, Nate and Nick Diaz, the Diaz brothers? or Justin what, what? Bieber. No, I, you know, I, I, I don't think it will be Bieber, and my theory on this is that Connor would make fun of him, and I don't think Floyd wants that. I think it's going to be something pretty special. 
but I don't know what. Hmm. And then let's not forget, this is a 49-0 fighter fighting an 0-0 fighter. So it's approved, but I mean, how? And Connor could win. Go to our first break. We'll be back. More Connor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather talk. Go through the odds, tell you where I'm going to lay my money officially in Vegas so it's legal. And we'll be back. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to The Undercard, everybody. Officially episode 249. That means next week's a big week. It's 250, something monumental. We're going to be calling Jimmy Pache here in a little bit, um, just a few minutes. And we're going to be talking about three unique places to watch the fight in the Metro Detroit area. Even though we're a national show, we're, we're doing the Metro Detroit area. So uh, let me give Rochelle – do you have Jimmy's number or you want me to give it to him? I have it. All right. We're going to call Jimmy up and talk a little bit about this fight. Talk about where you should be watching the spectacle. Is it going to be like the eclipse? You're going to always remember where you were? Plus, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to lay my money. That's kind of scary. Where am I going to lay my money? I really don't have a pony in this fight. I, I, I honestly don't. I, I guess Floyd, I'd, I'd, I'd hope, I don't know. Don't have, don't have a pony in this fight. Unbelievable. I just can tell you who I think is going to win. How about that? And through the magic of Skype, we will be joined by co-host Jimmy Pache. Hello. Jimmy, how are you? Hey, Brad. How you doing? Good. We were talking uh, Mayweather-McGregor, so we thought we'd bring you in for a few minutes. We know you're... Yeah, absolutely. Not, not in studio today, but... Uh, no, not in studio. I'm officially... Telling people where I am going to lay some money in Vegas, so it's legal. Uh, uh-huh. So let's 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 talk about this. I, I am going to lay some money on Mayweather winning by technical decision or decision, and that pays out three to two. That ain't that's not good at all. Uh, right. So, so he- heavily favored odds, but that's where I'm going to lay right. the bulk of my money. But okay. Because I don't have a pony in this race by any means, <laughs> we're going to go crazy, and I'm going to predict uh, – oh, no, I'm not predicting. Uh, let, let's take that back. I am going to lay $20 on McGregor winning by knockout round nine, which pays out 50 to one. Oh, wow. So okay. we're just going to just randomly throw out a, a round there that if it happens, it would probably be that Floyd has been battered for a few rounds. So we're going to say nine. And Okay. If I remember correctly, Rochelle, look it up really quick. Did Mike Tyson lose round nine to Buster Douglas? I'm almost positive it was. If it, if it's nine. round nine, that's the one we're going for, and I'm going to lay twenty there legally in Vegas, uh, just right. just to to try to play those odds and and come back with a little bit of money. But that's fifty to one. So you understand what okay. I'm doing, right? You gotta you gotta throw a bet out there that's a little crazy to try to right. make some oh, money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you never know. But if I was Ten. wagering the tenth round, Ten. all right, we're going to go ninth. Um, if I was wagering a house or something, definitely Floyd by decision three two. Uh, are you tired of all the talk, or are you ready to, for it to get over, Jimmy? Or are you just gonna enjoy? I'm it? ready. I'm just gonna enjoy it. Um, 
You know, and this is something that we talked about on the show uh, last couple times when we talked about this. You know, this fight is, I mean, it's bringing, I have people on my Facebook page that are talking about, hey, where can I see McGregor Mayweather? Hey, where can I see Mayweather McGregor? That they don't watch MMA, they don't watch boxing, but they're watching this because it's such a unique thing. Um, I, I honestly think that this is going to be bigger than uh, Mayweather Pacquiao as far as, like, pay-per-view points go. Um, but I'm really excited to see because here's the thing. McGregor can't lose. No matter what happens in this, in this fight, he's already won. That's exactly what I said. Him, yeah. Say what he, that's what I said in the beginning of the show. He's yeah. supposed to beat him. Yep. That's, that's and, what... You know, if, if, you know my, my whole thing is I want to see McGregor make it to the final, the final round. I, I, I basically want to see Rocky out there. I want to see him go out there, just pummel Mayweather. They, it's a war of attrition. Neither one of them, you know, is really on top of the other one. It could go either way. And then Mayweather ends up winning, you know, by points at the end. Like, that is what I really want to see out of this. Uh, the best thing about the media spectacle has to be that Conor McGregor song that I tagged you in. Did you listen to that the whole way through? I did. That is brilliant, and it gets in your head. Like I, all I could yeah. think of is there's only one Conor McGregor, you know, and yep. just you know, it, it's a fun song. Uh, that's my it favorite part song. of the hype. And so the story is, if this is officially a story, that Conor heard the song and has invited the guy to the fights on Saturday. So that's pretty cool well, for the guy. Well, yeah, that's true. That's that's awesome. And it's always a plus for the ukulele to be considered a real instrument. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, come on. You got you got that over the rainbow song. You got um, that one uh, girl that, that won America's song. Got Talent last year. She played the ukulele. So I mean, ukulele is making a you know a big surgeons in uh, in music now. You can thank Eddie Vedder. Yeah, Eddie Vedder did a whole album called Eddie Ukulele did, yep. Songs, which is very relaxing, very Hawaiian, uh, different from what he did. He just did it because he's Eddie Vedder and he's that talented and he can do it. But I mean, it, he's. Right. What can Eddie Vedder not do? He is pretty talented, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So after this fight, we do have a legit fight. I said the biggest thing that would go wrong for boxing fans is this thing be close, and we're still talking about it next week. Because then, just like the Eclipse, they've cast a shadow (laughs) over Golovkin and Canelo. Which is a shame right, because that's exactly. a really good boxing match. But if we're here next right. week t- debating who won and it was close, we, yeah. we do we do have some losers. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the yeah. fight two weeks from yeah, now. Absolutely. Here, here's the crazy thing, Jimmy. It's an it's invaded my dreams. This McGregor Mayweather story. <laughs> I, I I I dreamt that they were tag team partners in the WWE, and me, you, and Rochelle were at the Pontiac Silverdome, which no longer even exists. Exists. But right. they were like they teamed up as tag team partners, and we were there to see the wrestling. And and you were like, oh, we knew this was coming, and we're just sitting there in the front row doing our undercard yeah. thing. But this. This thing yeah. has invaded my dreams, you know. Well, see, but if it was if it was a truly uh, an accurate dream, then somehow like I would have been involved. I don't know how, but like Marv would have come out of nowhere and hit me with a chair or something. That's true. And like, and we would have got thrown into the ring. So yeah. <laughs> so did you get to see the eclipse? Why we got you on? I did. I well, I did. I mean, 
as, as good as I could, but I'm actually really looking forward to the next Eclipse 2024 because um, we're going to have, um, like, down in, I think it's Cleveland, Ohio, which is really close to us. Uh, it'll be 100%, and in Detroit, it'll be 99% Eclipse in 2024. So that one is going to be the one to watch, especially around here. Well, yeah. Did you see Oregon, how dark it got? That seemed like that was pretty cool. I know. It was crazy. For Michigan, this time around, it just seemed like maybe a storm was coming or something. I, I, I didn't risk looking into the sun. I've done enough stupid stuff in my life. So you weren't, so you weren't our, our beloved president? No. <laughs> Isn't that awesome, that picture? That's real. Somebody's like, no, that's yeah, shot. I, I go, real. that's real. <laughs> I know it's real. I know. Exactly. I know. That's why I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. The- like, like there's, I, but I love all the memes that have come out from it, you know, because of that. Yeah. You know, like, just, um, like scientists, climate change is real. Trump, <laughs> fake news. Scientists, you know, something else. Trump, fake news. Scientists, don't look at the eclipse. Pull my glasses. <laughs> 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 I've been looking up at the eclipse. <laughs> that's that's a he, he had a bad week last week. <laughs> it yeah. just it just was yeah, not a good did. week for the president at all. Um, yeah, uh, you're a big wrestling fan, and and so I, I'll I'll talk to you about this. And I was gonna actually ask my friends on the show. There is now uh, a movement. For Donald Trump to be thrown out of the WWE Hall of Fame, he's in there because yep. he participated in some WrestleManias. What? But Linda McMahon was appointed by him as a, a staff position. Do you think Vince Small McMahon? Business, yeah. yeah, you think Vince McMahon will buckle to this pressure, or do you think the ties with Trump are so much that he's not going to get thrown out of? You know, and it's not he even a huge honor. He <laughs> like won't get thrown out. Yeah, it's not even I mean, a huge it's a honor. Up, it's a made-up honor anyway, so, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's anything major. Right. But, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, did you get to catch any of the SummerSlam or see the results? Because no, people no. were. I no, didn't see I didn't. anything about that either, but everyone was bitching how bad it was. And just yeah. how... how... It, seems, it seems like it's been that way for the last couple times now. Well, we gotta wait for Rhonda to get in there for sure, and and, and right, do that. Exactly. Stuff. Well, we'll see you in studio next week. What's your prediction? Right, sounds good. I got Mayweather uh, by a decision. I I got Mayweather by decision, but it's going to be close. All right, I got one seventeen, one eleven, but you got it closer. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say one sixteen, one twelve. All right, those are the predictions. Right. You take care, Jimmy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, uh, talk bye. to you later. All right, All right, so I was bye. bye. So I was teasing earlier to everybody, and I will continue to tease it. Hold on one second. All right, so I decided to come up with three places to watch the big Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight. Each of them are different. This was what makes it very, very unique. Um. First crowd is, if you're looking for a crowd of people that know what they're talking about, not only if you know that they know what they're talking about, but you want to debate the fight afterwards and want to debate it with people, but you also want to be able to grab some drinks. Our first selection is for the drinker who wants to talk about the fight. We're going to go Thomas McGee's. 
Thomas McGee's, the seats are $40. They must be prepaid to hold them. You're going to email Eric, E-R-I-K, at thomasmcgees.com. Thomas McGee's is spelled T-H-O-M-A-S-M-A-G-E-E-S.com for reservations. The fight will be on nine screens and two projectors. This is for the fighter, uh, the fight fan that wants to talk about the fight afterwards. That wants to be in a situation in which I'm drinking, but I want to talk to somebody that knows what's going on. So the first selection is Thomas McGee's. My second selection, which Rochelle's going to give all the details to in a second, is if you want to watch it on a big screen, it be relatively quiet, you want to have your thoughts going on, but you want to be around some big-name fighters, Amanda Bobby Cooper and Anthony Barnes. But I'm talking the relaxation of a theater, being able to completely hear all the audio. Uh, tickets for this is $35. Uh, Rochelle, give the details on this one. Okay, this will be at the Palladium in Birmingham. Ooh. Yeah. Um, basically, join us August 26th at 9 p.m. at the Imagine Palladium. Um, da, 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 da. It's $35 per guest. Again, there'll be UFC strawweight competitor Amanda Bobby Cooper and local professional boxer Anthony Barnes. Um, all tickets include access to drink specials, a 25% off coupon for Lyft, and a full dinner menu available through Four Story Burger. Um, the seating is first come, first serve, and while supplies last. If you would like or have any questions, you contact Bridget Gossett at 248-326-5288. Or you can buy your tickets online at www.imagine-entertainment.com backslash fight. All right. So we've given you a location if you want to talk the fight. And we've given you a location if you just want to hang out and watch the the fight on uh on a big screen and be able to hear all the audio. Our third and final selection. <laughs> and we're not laughing at the selection. We're no, laughing. No. I've been drinking sparkling ice and it's, it's so good. Black raspberry <laughs> sparkling ice has been my addiction for now five weeks. Uh, Hooters of Taylor, Michigan. Uh, your legendary sports bar, Hooters of Taylor. Uh, their cover is $30 if you get it by the 26th, that reserves you a seat. And $50 if you get it the day of. And Hooters is going to be for the casual boxing fan who basically wants an atmosphere of, you know, a little bit of distraction, some fun. The waitresses are going to be having fun. You're going to have a lot of people talking, a lot of people yelling at the screen. But maybe not so boxing educated, but a fun party atmosphere. So our three locations we gave you for the... Boxing like mine, Thomas McGee's, for the I want to watch it in a big screen. I want to have a ticket stub to remember that I was watching it, almost like the old closed circuit days. Uh, we talked about it was the Palladium in Birmingham, correct? Yes. And imagine then third uh, – oh, I imagine. And then third, Hooters of Taylor located on Eureka Road. Uh, go check them out for a fun party atmosphere. So those are the three selections for the Connor McGregor – Floyd Mayweather uh, fight. And as I was telling Jimmy, just for fun, I'm going to lay some money 50 to 1 on Conor McGregor 
knocking out Floyd in round nine. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know what? It's like buying a lottery ticket there. we got to put some money over there. The real pick, the real official Kid Vegas pick is Floyd Mayweather winning by decision. We're going to go to our last break of the night, wrap things up on this Mayweather-McGregor festival, and we'll be back. Apparently we were just playing White Noise. What song was that? It was Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. I forgot it ended like that. It's been a while. Uh, So in the beginning of the show, I was talking about what if McGregor won. There was a great article by 538.com. You just basically spell out the words 538.com. This great article was written by a guy named um, Oliver Rodier and Bryn Jonathan Butler. Uh, and the title is Mayweather McGregor. What's the worst that could happen? I'm going to read this article because I think it's worthy of reading as we close out our show. On Saturday night in the T-Mobile Arena on the Las Vegas Strip, Floyd Mayweather will defeat Conor McGregor. The great old pro will dismantle the MMA vet turned boxing newcomer, securing a 50-0 record. 50-0. That will stand alone in boxing's record books. McGregor will be outpaced, outclassed, and most simply outboxed. Mayweather will win, every expert says so. Unless, of course, he doesn't. Odds on the spectacle, even farce of a fight, opened heavily in Mayweather's favor. In November, he was a negative 2,250 favorite, roughly implying a 96% chance of victory. By mid-August, the money line had narrowed to negative 400, or about an 80% chance. The money has continued to pour in for McGregor. Many betters, it seems, believes in the Irishman's puncher's chance. But maybe it's not even a punch that'll end it. As one of us has suggested elsewhere, Mayweather's best chance of losing may be suffering a pulmonary embolism or a brain aneurysm, drowning in a spit bucket, or tripping on the way down to the ring. Perhaps one of the fighters will do something untoward, uh, untoward in the ring. One sportsbook is offering 9-1 to odds that the fight ends in disqualification, which makes sense considering one of the boxers is barely even a boxer. And the chance of the Aaron kicked is so high that it's considered in a pre-fight negotiation. Strange things happen in boxing. This is a sport where the parachutist, later called Fan Man, crashed in the ropes during a heavyweight championship fight, after all. And if something strange does happen, it won't stand alone in the history books. It will join uh, the ranks of... And they listed some fights in which weird things have happened. Uh, but let's uh, let's skip around here. Dempsey vs. Sharkey, uh, July 21st, 1927. The fight held at Yankee Stadium between Jack Dempsey and Jack Sharkey guaranteed the victor a shot at the greatest title in sports, then worn by world heavyweight champion uh, Gene Tooney. A crowd of over 82,000 was in attendance to watch the former champ, 32-year-old Dempsey, in a second-to-last fight square off against 7-5 to five favorite Sharkey in the hopes of avenging his previous loss, previous loss to Tooney. It was clear by the early rounds that the 82,000 impressed row were watching Dempsey grow old over the night. Sharkey was handily beating his professional idol when in the seventh round Dempsey landed a slew of low blows. When Sharkey protested to the referee, Dempsey delivered a vicious left hook to the chin while Sharkey was mid-sentence. Sharkey did not finish his sentence. Dempsey won by knockout. He later finally remembers the punch as one of the last good punches of my life. His chin was sticking out there unprotected. I couldn't miss. Uh, Sharkey versus Schmeling. 
July uh, June twelfth, nineteen thirtieth. With heavyweight champion Tooney having recently retired and vacated his title, promoters promoters scrambled to bring Germany's Max Schmeling and the newborn Sharky in front of a packed Yankee stadium to fill the void left in Tooney's wake. Despite winning the first few rounds, Sharky made a strange decision in the fourth when he abruptly teed off on Schmeling's groin with a savage blow that dropped the German contender. Bedlam ensued, prompted by Schmeling's manager storming the ring in protest. The referee disqualified Sharkey and raised the hand of Schmeling. It was the first time the heavyweight championship had been won on a foul. Schmeling became known in the American press as the low-below champion. Ali vs. Liston. Muhammad Ali had been a 7-1 to underdog when he stole Sonny Liston's crown in 1964. A strange match in itself that included Ali being temporarily blinded by a foreign substance allegedly from Liston's gloves and ended with Liston refusing to come out for the seventh round. In the time between the February 1964 match and the rematch in the May of 1965, Ali converted, uh, converted to Islam, changing his name from Clashish Clay to Muhammad Ali, and his friend Malcolm X was assassinated. It would be an understatement to say this rematch swirled with controversy. Ahead of the rematch, Liston was considered a 13-5 to favorite. Midway through the first round of the fight, a looping right hand landed, dubbed a phantom punch, crumpling Liston to the canvas while Ali danced around the ring. The crowd began to roar, fix, fix. Hall of Fame commentator Don Dumphy didn't buy that it was a legitimate knockdown, saying, if that was a punch, I'll eat it. Here was a guy who was in prison, and the guards used to beat him over the head with clubs and couldn't knock him down. Duran vs. Leonard. Only five months after handing superstar Sugar Ray Leonard his most humiliating loss and taking his title in Montreal, Roberto hands a stone. Duran returned to meet Leonard at New Orleans Superdome for one of the most eagerly anticipated rematches in boxing history. Duran had eaten everything in sight after his victory in June and ballooned up almost to the class of a heavyweight, before crash dieting and horrifically sweating his way back down to the welterweight limit of 147 pounds. Leonard had counted on this when he pushed to have the rematch as quickly as possible. After being humiliated for eight exhausting rounds, Duran finally gave up, and, or so the popular story goes, uttered no mas to the ref. Duran followed up the shocking conclusion of the fight by announcing his retirement from the sport. He returned to the ring less than a year later. Riddick Bowe versus uh, Andrew Galata. Riddick Bowe was coming off a victory in the third match of the Blood Feud trilogy with Evander Holyfield when he squared off against undefeated contender Andrew Galata in Madison Square Gardens. Bowe, who had refused to train for the fight on the basis of his public dismissal of Galata as a bum. Galata took control of the fight, but his biggest obstacle to victory became his devotion to excessively following Bowe with shovel-like low blows. After repeating warnings failed to improve Galata's accuracy, the referee began deducting points. He took three away before offering a final warning that a further low blow would cost Galata the fight. Galata continued to dominate the fight while unleashing perhaps his most sadistic sadistic barrage below the belt one final time with 30 seconds left in the seventh round. A massive riot ensued, and police security and fans uh, clashed in what would be remembered as the riot at the Garden. Five months later in Atlantic City, Bo and Galata fought a hotly anticipated rematch. Galata repeated his domination of Bo and his desire to ruthlessly foul him, leading to a ninth round disqualification. 
And uh, let's see, Holyfield versus Tyson. Let's not forget about this, June 28, 1997. When the washed-up Evander Holyfield was announced as Mike Tyson's next opponent after Tyson has secured his second title belt on his way to unification, the opening odds for their November 1996 match made Holyfield a 25-to-1 underdog. The referee stopped the fight in the 11th round after Tyson was sent stumbling in the ropes. A rematch which drew enormous interest took place the following year. Holyfield quickly proved to the world in Tyson that his first victory hadn't been a fluke, and Tyson's response became the defining moment of his career. With 39 seconds left in the third round, Tyson leaned over and tore a chunk of Holyfield's ear off with his teeth. Before the round was out, he savagely attacked Holyfield again the same way and was disqualified. Uh, great article by 538. That's uh, F I V E. The word 30, the word 8.com. It is, as Larry Merchant calls it, the theater of the absurd. Just sit back and enjoy Saturday. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that you remember for a long time. You'll remember where you were when Mayweather fought McGregor, just as I remember where I was when Tyson bit Holyfield's ear. And just sit back and enjoy it, you know? And hopefully both fighters come out of it uninjured. Hopefully there's no controversy, and hopefully we can move past the Money Mac media train and get on to Golovkin Canelo. Everybody have a great night. We will see you guys next week to guess what to discuss. What are we going to discuss next week? The fight on Saturday. And it's episode 250. Mm-hmm. All right. See everybody next week. Bye. You're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. can't lie